need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ever had one of those days? The heater goes out, the dog throws up, your supervisor at work shelves the project you're working on? Ick. These stresses and biggies like the loss of a loved one, a scary test result, or relationship issues can take their toll on us if we don't have our own bounce back strategy. But how can we create our own to build resilience and deal with the challenges of the day, both big and small? That's what we're talking about here on Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way, or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! You're listening to the podcast where we talk about the practical ways, and by practical I mean the things that even I can do, and if I can do them, you can do them. The practical ways we can live healthier, happier lives. And often, that means we've got to learn how to cope with the crap, and I prefer crap as the technical term, because crap comes down, right? Hard stuff is going to happen. Things that we've never experienced before, things that we don't know how to handle, things we don't like, things we don't want to deal with and don't want to have to handle, things like job loss and illness and business failures and relationship issues, things like living with a teenager. Okay, maybe that's just me. But I'm becoming very resilient this last year, I'll tell you that much. Here's where I think we go wrong with all this, though. Too often we worry about whether or not this stuff is going to happen. We what if, what if this happens, what if that happens. Instead, I think we need to be more proactive. I think we need to put a bounce back strategy in place so that when the crap does come down, we know just what to do to get through it. Right, because there are going to be challenges in life. Nobody's immune. Uncertainty, ups and downs, adversity, setbacks. It's part of our experience. It's not an obstacle to living the life we want to lead. In fact, I think those kind of setbacks and adversities are the very essence of us learning what we need to know to live the life we want to live, right? We get to create our experience. We have to find our way through. We have to muddle our way through the ups and downs, the heartache and the hurts. And when we do, we can come back better and stronger than before. Of course, I would say that, right? My friends will tell you I'm a true optimist, but here's the deal. Life doesn't give a rip how positive you are. We are all going to encounter challenges and setbacks. 
And even the so-called small ones can be hard for me to manage some days. Right? I'm very planned, predictable. I don't like it when my schedule gets screwed up or I lose a business client or something happens to get in the way of my day. But that stuff happens all of the time. So instead of worrying about what might happen, I have a plan. I don't know what is going to go down, but I know something will. And there is a lot we cannot change in the world. But how we choose to respond to those experiences in our lives is how we build resilience. And that resilience will help us bounce back better than ever before. So what are we talking about here? It sounds like a special superhuman quality. And in a way, it really is because we know we're going to have uncertainty and adversity. So what I'm talking about today is the way we can move through that. And resilient people are able to move through the upset a little faster, a little easier. And the good news is resilience, our capacity to cope with adversity and setback, it's not just one thing. It's, it's a bunch of characteristics. It's a bunch of qualities and skills that we can learn and practice. So we become more resilient throughout our life. Now, resilience doesn't mean that we love the tough stuff, that we're invincible, that we don't feel pain, that we don't get upset and cry and feel afraid and all that. Of course we do, right? And that's a big part of life too. But resilience allows us to adapt and manage those difficulties manage the big stuff like cancer and loss and divorce and bankruptcy and the little stuff like traffic jams and kids fighting and bill paying and the irritating guy holding up the line at Starbucks because he won't get off his phone. All that stuff builds up and takes its toll if we let it impact how we feel about our day. Resilience is the set of skills we can use just to deal with the ups and downs in a better way so we can not only survive but thrive. Not only manage our upset and our difficult emotions, but also feel the joy and the peace that comes when we get through. I think there's a couple of important things to understand about resilience. And, and I touched on one before, and that is resilience is not one thing. It's a bag of tricks, a bag of skills that we can practice. And some we're already really good at. And others today we'll talk about you can practice and get better at. And then you have more to draw from during the tough times. If you practice this stuff now, then it shows up for you almost automatically when the trouble comes in. And the other thing is along those lines, we can become more resilient. We all have some degree of it. But as we go through life, we become more skilled at living through certain experiences and learning about ourselves and people. And if we draw from those experiences, both the good and the bad, we can get better at this stuff. Resilience is a set of behaviors, attitudes, and actions that you can practice, right? This isn't a passive thing. We've got to work this stuff. You cannot wait until you feel like life is falling apart. Put this stuff in place now. Learn about it. Learn what you're capable of now. So when things are not going the way you would like, you have qualities in place to support you. This is where the bounce back strategy really comes into play. What qualities do you have to draw from in times of trouble? And which can you build and cultivate? Right, we all have default strategies. What do you do when you're under pressure? Do you yell and scream and cry and throw a fit? Do you leave? 
do you drink and shop and surf the internet or work or whatever it is you do to numb yourself? Or are you able to sit in the moment? Now for me, you know, it, it really depends. It really depends on the situation. Um, most of the time I'm pretty capable because I've practiced a lot of these things. But the reality is sometimes I just need a bag of potato chips. Sometimes I need to whine and cry and, and throw a fit and be stressed out. And then I'm able to move through that. We're going to talk about some ways to build our resilience. But right now, take a minute and think about how do you cope now? When the scary stuff comes in, when the irritating stuff comes down, what is your default? And what parts of that can you switch now? I used to be super irritated and blaming. I'd be under pressure. Something would shift in my life and I would go off on my husband, right? I was just so irritated. I, I didn't have any of those. Re- I don't do that anymore because I practice some of this stuff. I'm not perfect all the time for sure. My goodness sakes. That's why I'd say if I can do it, you can because hello, I got a lot to work on. But the reality is when you become aware of what your default strategy is, you can evaluate whether it's working for you. And me yelling and hating on the person who is really on my side, who is really here to help, that didn't make any sense. I needed to learn a different way of doing that. And now what I do is I sit down quiet and I really look at what I'm feeling and I label those emotions. We've talked about it here before in the episode about dealing with big feelings. Researchers know that when we can identify specifically what we're feeling, when we can call out the emotion, it pushes our brain, it activates the regions of our brain that are involved in planning and processing and assigning meaning. When we do that, when we shift into that way of thinking, then the weight of the emotion is diffused. So now I just try to get quiet for a second and try to understand what I am feeling. Um, And then I can decide what to do about it. Okay. So let's talk about some of the other aspects of resilience, things that you might want to try and practice and qualities you may already have that you can pull on deliberately when the challenges occur. One is optimism. This is a huge aspect of resilience. And early research kind of determined that some people were born optimists and others were not. We know that's not true anymore. What researchers have discovered is optimism is really a behavior. It's a habit right? We are all wired to feel pessimistic about some things and optimistic about other things. Everything is on a scale, but you can boost your optimism levels. You can act more optimistically, even if you're having negative thoughts, right? That doesn't mean you think everything is rosy. Optimism, grounded optimism, is simply the belief that things can get better, And when you believe that this situation you're focused on now or dealing with now, that something can shift, that it can get just a little bit better, that usually inspires people to take actions that make it so, right? I do this all the time with my rheumatoid arthritis. I don't love it. I mean, it's not great to uh, wake up with a chronic disease. And that's the weird thing about a chronic disease. It's, you know, chronic. It, it, It never goes away. So I don't love it, but I believe that there are certain things I can do in my day, in my hours, every day, certain things that I can do to make this life grand and to make the illness easier to deal with. By believing that, I'm more likely to do those things, like ride the exercise bike, like eat different foods, like get adequate rest, right? And that truly makes the illness better 
to deal with, easier to manage. Okay, so what they have found, the big wig, smarter, smarty pant researchers, is that when we behave optimistically, we tend to make better, healthier choices, which in fact changes other outcomes in a more positive way. Optimistic people are likely to live longer because they're likely to eat healthier because they believe that eating more vegetables can help their body or working out can help their body. They're less likely to smoke. They tend to have more social support. And those other factors contribute to our resilience too. So one way to become more optimistic today is just to behave a little less pessimistically. Next time you feel the negative judgment coming into your mind about the situation you're facing or the obstacle that's in front of you, choose just to be a little more positive, slightly positive. Maybe instead of saying, there's nothing I can do, you say, huh, well, I could try something different here where I could do this one thing and see what happens. And that will put you on the path to greater optimism and greater resilience. So try this. If you're not, if optimism is not your strength, work on it for the next month. See if you can find a little light coming in through the cracks of the darkness and behave more optimistically and see how you feel. Okay. Another aspect of resilience is to believe in your own power and strength and capability. People who believe they're resilient, people who believe they can figure out a way through tend to be more resilient. And how do you do this if you've been beaten down? How do you do this when you're afraid and worn out? First of all, you do what you can, right? You don't judge the experience. You get the information you need to make a better decision. You get the rest you need. You talk to the friends you need. And you look for evidence from other times in your life when you are faced with a big challenge, something you didn't know how to deal with, and you find a way through. Because you've done this before, again and again and again, right? So go back in your life and find times when you were faced with real challenges. Maybe you could put yourself through college. Maybe you were a single parent for years and you were able to support your child. Maybe you asked for the raise that you deserve but had been too afraid to ask or you spoke out at a city council meeting. You found a way through before. I know you have done this because... We are awesome. Human beings are marvels, right? Go back in your memory bank and remind yourself of your strength and power and capability. And doing that will infuse you with more resilient qualities. And then check out with a friend. Talk to a friend. Social support is huge for me. We know that people with more social support and deeper social connections suffer less from depression and illness. They feel more satisfied and content in your life. They have greater meaning. They bounce back easier. There are times when we need to ask for help. And remember, asking for help is not only a gift to you because you get the help you need to get through the day, but it's a gift to the person you're asking. Doesn't it feel good when somebody says, hey, man, I'm I'm in trouble. Can you help me with this? And we can step up and take care of the people we care for. So it's a gift to both of you. But beyond that, even if there's nothing you need in the moment, just connecting with a friend, just talking about your day, knowing that you matter and that you have people you love and people who love you, will breach the loneliness that we often feel when we're dealing with a hard time. 
You know, when, when somebody you love dies or when you're dealing with an illness, it is super lonely and stressful. And we need to make these kind of social connections to remind ourselves that we are not alone. And in turn, we connect with others and remind them that they aren't either. And there are lots of ways of doing this. You don't have to go out to the nightclub scene for Pete's sakes. I barely leave my house, but I connect with my neighbors when I'm walking to and from the car, or I give a wave, or I text a friend, right? I meet my girlfriends for happy hour, and I'm telling you what, there isn't much that a happy hour with my friends can't fix because I can vent and laugh and share, and they set me straight and love me and support me. Create that for yourself. And that has to be created, right? You have to nurture and nourish those friendships. And we get busy and we let those things go. I'm bad about that too. But this is what we need to do to build resilience and to make life a whole lot more fun besides. Finally, keep perspective. When we are going through a hard time, it's easy to become absolute and rigid. This always happens. I can never do that. I can't handle this right? We talk in those absolute terms and that's a bunch of baloney. Keep perspective. Life is hard and life is also amazing and beautiful and awesome and absurd and silly and funny. Keep perspective. It can be all those things in the very same moment. And think about this. If you've ever experienced a a big challenge or a loss in life, it's possible to feel love and grief at the same time. It's possible to feel joy and confusion at the same time. We are complicated people. We are big and vast and capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for, right? Remember, we can hold all of that at the same time. And when you become an agile thinker, another aspect of resilience, when you start to draw from your creativity and and choose a flexible mindset, which allows you to see the world from different angles and see situations from different angles, you're not only able to solve problems more effectively and to cope with the challenges easier because you're more open to ways of looking at things, you get a new perspective. It helps reveal some of the silver linings that are there in every moment. And that is an aspect of resilience. Setbacks, they're not insurmountable. They provide information, data in, right? Experiences and and skills that can help us the next time around. So when you're facing a big obstacle, pay attention. See what nuances you can discover. These are learning opportunities. They might not be comfortable because we may not be skilled at dealing with them, really. A lot of the challenges we face the first time feel so unsteady and uncertain because we've never done it before. And after that, we're better, right? We become more skilled. We might not volunteer for the trouble that comes down, but as long as it's coming our way, let's take advantage and learn from it and grow from it and make it our own. Respond in a way that allows us to create our experience instead of be victim to it, right? Resilience requires you to be a manager of the moment. Let yourself experience strong emotions. Step forward and and take the next right action, the thing that's healthy and smart and moment by moment to help you make progress through the situation, right? Rely on others and know that you can rely on yourself. Spend time with the people you care about and those who care about you and look for 
the silver lining. Reframe the perspective because within every heartache, there's also great beauty and opportunity. We get to tell the stories of our lives. So make sure you're telling the ones that support you and are just as true as the one of heartache and upset. We're not one dimensional. We can experience many things. And that's, I think, the great part of life and being human, right? And that brings us to the Simply Start segment. So right now, today, I want you to write down three qualities you're particularly good at. Maybe you're good at staying organized or exercising or finding the humor in any situation. Maybe you're a people person, really good at talking to people or really good at staying focused and quiet. Those are your go-to resilient qualities. Those are the first tools you'll draw from from your bounce back strategies. Now that you know and, and you're aware of them in a very clear way, go to them deliberately when you're facing your biggest challenge. Those are the three things you can do right now that will carry you through. Now write up your strategy. Write down, when I feel stressed or upset, when I'm facing adversity, big and small, I will. Boom, boom, boom. Put down your bullet list of the things you can do. And then challenge yourself to adopt one of these others. Maybe you'll behave a little more optimistically next time. Maybe you'll identify and reframe your feelings and experience. Maybe you'll call for help from a friend when you haven't been good at that before. Resilience isn't about suppressing problems. It's about managing them in a way that allows us to be human and connected and strong. Even when we are feeling soft and vulnerable and afraid, we can be all that. So simply start. Identify your resilient qualities, your top three. Write out how you'll use them in your strategy next time you feel afraid or alone or you face adversity. And then pick one or two things you can practice until then. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I talk about favorite ideas, practices, music, books, whatever, things that elevate my life. And I love this practice. Simply Nifty, give to others. When we are facing our own adversity, we feel alone and isolated and we get self-absorbed and stuck in this mindset that really keeps us from being our most resilient selves. So instead, make a casserole, take it to the neighbor, or send a greeting card of appreciation to somebody you love. Go sweep the neighbor's porch. Remind yourself that we are all connected, that we all face challenges, and we can all get through them. Also, the connection will do your heart good. We all need each other to get through these tough times. It's okay to reach out, and it's okay to give to others. So that's simply nifty. When you are feeling at your lowest, do one thing. One little simple thing to uplift somebody else and you will become more resilient. I think that's a pretty good way to live. And I think resilience is one of the most powerful things we have at our disposal. Remember, it's already within you. These are just ways to cultivate more of it. And next time you're feeling down and out, remember, you're not alone. And you certainly aren't out. So draw from your greatest strength deliberately. Behave from that place of power and you will become more resilient. Thanks for joining me today on Polly Campbell Simply Said and Simply Said cultivating your resilience and pulling from your greatest strength is a great way to live well, do good, and be happy.
Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Yeah.